0: This episode of the Grind Hours podcast is brought to you by SeatGeek. SeatGeek is the number one ticket app for buying and selling tickets from sports to music and much, much more. Use my code GrindHour at checkout at SeatGeek.com or the SeatGeek app. Again, that's code GrindHour for $20 off your first purchase. Go get your seats. Go get your tickets. Game one of the finals for NBA fans. It's tonight if you're in the greater local uh, Oakland area. Go to the game. Use my code. Go to the game. That's what it's there for. Now, onto the podcast. Before we get to Aaron Calafato, let me just talk about the craziest sports story of 2018 what happened with Brian Calangelo and the Philadelphia 76ers. If you haven't heard, the Ringer put out a report late Tuesday night, early Wednesday morning, talking about the 76ers general manager Brian Calangelo and him using five burner Twitter accounts to badmouth his former or the GM prior to him, Sam Hinkie, to talk bad about current and former players, to disclose medical information about current and former players, and to arm reporters with information that wasn't out to the public and blindside his players. Now, if you ask me... I don't know how this man isn't on leave or fired yet because, in a day and age where Twitter can just cause an uproar and cause people to lose their jobs or get suspended, we, we've seen it in sports. Jamel Hill, um, Bill Simmons, just to name a few, with ESPN. We, we've seen it recently with Roseanne and the cancellation of her show with her comments about a former public official from, from the government. And we're seeing it with um, Colin Kaepernick, with the NFL stuff, with our president and some of the stuff that he tweets out to um, about the Mueller investigation, everything going on in Washington. So why isn't, why do we, or why are we brushing aside this this story of a GM who put a, Put aside the personal comments about players for a second. You cannot disclose personal medical information of players. You can't. He did it with Jaleel Okafor and Markel Fultz, and you, you can't do that. You really, it's That's their private medical information. That's not public stuff. And, and I don't know how you, you still have a job. And if you're a player or if you're anybody underneath Colangelo, how can you be comfortable with a guy in office talking about you behind your back through anonymous Twitter uh, profiles that and burner accounts that you don't know what he's going to say and you don't know what he's going to do. I just I think if you're the 76ers, I think you apologize to Sam Hankey for kicking him out of his rightful throne, bring him back, and you get rid of Brian Colangelo. I think that's a win-win for the city of Philadelphia. And it teaches Colangelo a a valuable lesson. uh, He's part of basketball royalty in a family. His father, Jerry Colangelo, was the general manager of the Phoenix Suns and the president of Olympic basketball, U.S. Olympic basketball. So I think he needs to learn a lesson that you can't do this sort of stuff. And I think the right move for Philly is to go back on their... Their long lost son and Sam Hinky. but that's a story for another day. I want to hear your two cents. Tweet me, please, at not the fake J Leo, and now on to a conversation about the finals with uh, with Aaron Calafato. We're now joined by Aaron Califato. Uh He's a friend of the show. You may have seen him before. Uh, he just launched his first episode of the seven minute. Uh, stories podcast. He has a new episode of the Connect podcast with I forget the name of the guest, but it make if if you're not hungry, it'll make you hungry. Um, so Aaron, how you been? Um, we'll get into why you're here in a, in a little bit, but just go, just tell the people about what you've been doing. Yeah, sure. I really just want to hear how amazed you are, because, I mean, maybe you're not because you see this team every day, but I'm just amazed. I jumped on this team after the first round after Indiana, and my confidence did not waver. What about you? (laughs) I <laughs> Day, Bill Russell, and there's nothing that we can say about that because majority of the NBA fans did not see Bill Russell play. So to say, to sit here and say, well, he's not Russell. Well, how do you know? You weren't there when Russell made it to eight straight finals as a player, and then two more as a coach. You weren't there. We're here. We're watching eight straight finals. And somehow we're un- unimpressed by it. Somehow. I don't know how. I-, I mean, yes, I am a LeBron fan, and I've been a LeBron homer for a very long time. How I jumped ship from my own team when he moved to Miami in-, in 2010 and rooted for the Heat for three years before going back to the Nets. He's just amazing. I Watching Game 7, and I had a similar feeling to... Game 7 in the sixteen finals when LeBron had the best game of his career and the most iconic play of his career with that block. I knew he was going to do something great. I just didn't know what was going to happen. And for him to turn it on like that and just say, Okay, I'm going to play every single minute of this game. And there's nothing you could do to stop me at thirty-two years old, with the most minutes he's ever played, with the most games he's ever played in his career, and all of the other minutes and games before that in the fifteen years, to do what he to do what he's doing, it doesn't make any sense. I, I don't know how many times I, I need to say that. I sound like a broken record, but the stuff he's doing and how great he's been just doesn't make sense. And for this team, for this team in particular, what would it mean to Cleveland if they win the finals? Well, I think that, that it would be, you know, believe it or not, I think it would be a, a miracle, but I also think... talk about how just crazy this current finals is going to be because I want to see how LeBron attacks this Golden State team because they are susceptible to low post guys. They are they're not big. They got Draymond Green or Kevin Durant playing center a lot of the times. And to have a guy like tristan i think tristan thompson's going to be a major x factor in this series whether he can play well or not and i want to see how lebron just attacks the middle of the paint because that's something that houston didn't do and if you and if they did they probably win that game because capella had 20 points i think he only missed one shot and they just forgot about the pick and roll which would have opened up the shooters even more and you know maybe you break it break out of that slump of the 0 for 27 earlier who knows but and that's something that I think LeBron is going to do I think he's gonna just barrel down the lane have three to four guys collapse on him and then kick it out for an open shot and I think you're gonna see a lot of lineups with Korver and J.R. Smith and Jeff Green with Tristan Thompson in there I think that's your biggest lineup that can shoot and honestly I think those are the four guys around Lebron that you can count on but do you think they get game one and how do you think they will win this series well, it's going to be really I think this these two teams are definitely, I said it on Tuesday, I definitely think they're the weaker iterations of these teams, but I also think that they have different firepower than they, than they did in years past, and I'm just fascinated and ready to go to see how these two teams counterpunch each, each other in round four of a dynasty that the modern NBA has not seen. Four team, or two teams haven't played four years in a row in the modern NBA. And that's also another thing that I think a lot of people get tired of. But how can you get tired of these two teams when you got the best player of your era, if not perhaps the best player ever? And a guy that is that, if he wins a championship, goes down as a top-five guard of all time in Stephen Curry. You can't deny his two MVPs. And if he gets three rings, I mean, that's top-five worthy. Doesn't mean he's the best yeah. guard to ever play, but it's he's one of the best. And I don't know the, the, the storylines that you could draw. I, we could be here for two hours. I, I think that's the thing too. Like you have the best player, and then you have the, probably the best team. Of the, I mean, besides from when I, besides the goals, I remember watching as a
1: kid, you know, Golden State as a team have just been dominant. You know, even even in this iteration of them, like uh,
0: they were dominant before they had Kevin. Yeah. Off the point that you just made with the cons with how consistent and how just mind blowing this is, is when this is all said and done, and whoever wins wins. And 10 years from now, we're looking back on the 2017 finals or this just run of finals of four straight years, we're gonna look back and go, Wow, we saw that those players were playing. We got to see the second peak of LeBron, we got to see the greatest player or second greatest player of all time play. How lucky were we? And that's something that I don't think a lot of people now want to see. And it's a shame, but you can't open your you can't open everybody's eyes and say, "Look, look at how great this is." Someone's going to scrutinize it, but I think when it's all said and done, we're going to look back on this run and say, "I mean, wow." It's the same thing with Jordan. People scrutinize Jordan when he was playing, but now when you talk about Jordan, it's, oh, he won six rings, he has five MVPs, he's the greatest player of all time. There's scrutiny with LeBron. Oh, he look at his finals record. And I, I think that's really funny because, like you said, just getting there is hard enough, and I think any NBA fan knows that. Just getting to the finals, I mean, the roadmap that you have to go through, it's not easy at all. And for him to do it eight straight years, I mean, the last time he did make the finals, Instagram wasn't a thing. And you and me both use Instagram every day. Uh, There's countless listeners that use Instagram every day. There's businesses that are built on the damn platform. And it didn't even exist the last time LeBron didn't make the finals. Just let that sink in for a second. How ingrained that is into our culture and how it was non-existent. I mean that shows you the length of time that he's bestowed his greatness. And I don't we could go on for another hour and I know you don't have time for it and I would love to do it, but that's a great place to end. Um, it leaves some talking points throughout the series for you to come on, come on if you want again. It just it's an open invitation. If you want to come on if you have some Frustrations that you want to voice about your team, I, I, I'm not going to say no. You're always invited here, and um, as we're wrapping up, plug your stuff, and, and we'll get out of here. Um, let me just say this really quick, and then I'll, I'll do the plugs first. I always appreciate talking.
1: Let's, let's, uh, let's reconnect um, after the first couple of games, and let's uh, maybe try to get on again because I think at that point that'll be a fun time to talk about the direction of the series and where it stands. I also wanted to say you also mentioned greatness to LeBron uh, as far as going to the final, Guy's been in the, the league 15 years. He's been to nine finals. Okay? Nine. Eight straight. Nine total. Nine out of those 15 years. That's insane. Like, and I don't care what the record is. Mind you, think about the teams he was on. Meaning, he had some good team. Can you imagine if LeBron James had Scottie Pippen, Dennis Rodman, Tony Kukoc, Deep curve.
0: He doesn't know any better. <laughs> I'm. I'm. I am i i, I can not wait. I'm. I'm almost sick and tired of talking about it, and I just want to see the game. game. I will. I will. All right, man. Be easy, brother, and uh, I'll talk to you soon. Alright, take care. Thanks again. All right. Huge thanks to Sea Geek and to Aaron Califato. Um, if you haven't already, please go over to AaronCalifato.com or to iTunes. Subscribe to both Aaron's podcast, the Connect Podcast, and the Seven Minute Stories. The Seven Minute Stories. I mean. I was enthralled with this idea when he first brought it up and when he first put out the, the first podcast explaining what was going on with that. I, I think it's going to be a, a wonderful ride and I can't wait to see what he does with that. And of course, with the with the connect podcast, I mean, there's not many other better people than, than Aaron doing this. So show him some love, tell him that I sent you and um, if you haven't already, please like, repost, subscribe to this podcast, share it with anybody who you seem fit. If you're on iTunes, if you're on iTunes, excuse me, please give us a review. Um, and until next time, like the sweet words of Semisonic, it's closing time. You don't have to go home, but you cannot stay here.